Hey, what's up, Purpose Claremont? Hey, I'm just going to, this is not going to take a long time this morning. Um, this is just coming from um, Leviticus. Uh, we're in the book of Leviticus. And I was reading through it and I thought, man, this is life-changing. And I'll explain it in just a second. I know that you may be reading Leviticus going, are we reading the same book? Because it's, it's hard. Um, but it's I can't say that it's a specific thing that stood out, but really kind of an overarching theme when we read Le- the book of, Le- of Leviticus that has helped me out so much um, as I've read it over and over the last few years, um, just trying to trying to grasp it. And so let me pray. Um, God, thank you for today and a time to just pause for a second and to uh, look into your word, the book of Leviticus that so very often is either ignored or made fun of, um, just skimmed through. Um, God, help us help us hear reality and truth from it um, in order that we're blessed by it. You wrote it for a reason, um, even though the, the, the quote-unquote application of it, we don't have to do sacrifices anymore because of Jesus. Um, but it's important for us to kind of, I don't know, remember the past that we can appreciate the present um, and look forward to the future. So God, bless this time, we pray in your name. Amen. Let me just read a part. Um, Leviticus 7, start verse 11. Um, and this is the law of sacrifices, peace offerings that you that one may offer to the Lord. If he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the thanksgiving sacrifice unleavened loaves mixed with oil, unleavened wafers smeared with oil, and loaves of fine flour well mixed with oil. With the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving, he shall bring his offering with loaves of leavened bread, and from it he shall offer one loaf from each offering as a gift to the Lord. It shall bring, I'm sorry, it shall belong to the priest who throws the blood of the peace offerings, and the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving shall be eaten on the day of his offering. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. Um, and that ends in verse 15. When you go down to verse 19, flesh that touches any clean thing shall not be shall not be eaten. It shall be burned up with fire. This is dealing with the sacrifices still for the priests. All who are clean may eat flesh, but the person who eats of the flesh of the sacrifice of the Lord's peace offerings, while an uncleanness is on him, that person shall be cut off from his people. Verse 22, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, You shall eat no fat of, I'm sorry, you shall eat no fat of ox or sheep or goat. And it just kind of keeps going. The Lord spoke to Moses in verse 28, speak to the people, saying, whoever offers the sacrifice of his peace offerings to the Lord shall bring his offering to the Lord from the sacrifice of his peace offerings. And I know, here's the thing, I know when we read that, or when I'm reading that, you're kind of like, man, it's a good thing I'm not driving if you're not, because it's boring. I get it. You sit there and go, I don't get the point. Here's what I need to remember with the book of Leviticus. When you read the book of Leviticus, remember this. Uh, remember you got to remember that it that that God's holy. So the fact that God is not like us, he doesn't act like us, he doesn't respond to things like us. He's so different, but he's worthy of anything that he wants because he's holy. So we need to keep that in mind when we when we read the book of Leviticus. First, that God is holy. Second, the sacrificial system was put in place so that we could approach and be with God. Like that's important to remember. God set up the sacrificial system. He is holy. Because he's holy and perfect, and sin cannot be in his presence, the fact that he set up a sacrificial system tells us that God wants us close. He wants us in relationship with him. So God sets the the sacrificial system up. Um, He put it in place that we could approach and be with God. 
which leads to the third part. Jesus came and fulfilled everything that Leviticus that Leviticus required. Again, Jesus came, fulfilled everything that Leviticus required. Man, that's a tongue twister. Jesus came, fulfilled everything that Leviticus required. So when we look in the book of Leviticus, we remember, hey, Jesus did everything on the cross. Everything required in the book of Leviticus, Jesus fulfilled it uh, from the cross. He was the ultimate sacrifice. Every sacrifice necessary, the shedding of blood for the forgiveness of sin to be made right with God, was accomplished by Jesus on the cross. So we thank him for that. That's why we appreciate the book of Leviticus uh, because it leads to number four. We now have complete access to God because of Jesus. So it's, and we, we got to appreciate, man, there's so much in here that God's saying, in order for you to be made right with me, you have to, the priests have to. Well, Jesus came as a man and he, by his coming, and he's still king, he also fulfilled the role of priest and fulfilled the role of sacrifice. He was the perfect high priest and the perfect sacrifice in order that Leviticus could be um, could be fulfilled. The requirements in there um, could be met and we could have access to God. So it, it the, the whole book of Leviticus points to what it is that Jesus did for us in dying for us, becoming the sacrifice um, that was required by the book of Leviticus. In fact, Leviticus all points to what Jesus would ultimately do. So read Leviticus in that context and hope it's helpful. Love you guys more than you know. We'll talk soon.